What does it mean to be changed by your encounter with Jesus and live in relationship to God? Hello, we are pastors Bryce and Colette Schaefer, and today on Bringing Hope Home, we're going to look at the Samaritan woman's meeting with Jesus and the encounter that changed her life forever. That's right. So join us today. So grab your Bibles and, and go, first of all, before we go to the Samaritan woman, let's go to Colossians okay. chapter 3. Let's do that. Do you need a little spot there? Mm -hmm. No, I got it. All right. We're going to go to Colossians 3. And Paul is talking to us today at, at the beginning of in Colossians here is about our life. Remember, the, the Gospels were a written account of Jesus and Jesus bringing uh, a live action understanding and natural, tangible presence of God into the world. And so that is the account of all that and what God's mindset is for us. But then you get to the epistles and it's us acting on, on God's behalf and as a new Christian, as a new creature, how we're supposed to be. So Paul is definitely talking about that. Um, I want to stop though. Oh, quickly we better. And just tell you. Yes, we forgot. Yeah, I this, forgot. This month we are um, doing the Faith Dare by Debbie Aldsworth. Alsdorf. Um, like I was saying last week, I had a privilege of meeting her this last month, and uh, this book is just a, an amazing book, and so we're working through it um, this month, and um, just sharing a little bit on the podcast and our reading. Uh, yeah, so our we hope you get a hold of that yeah. and order your copy, and then just jump right in. It's called The Faith Dare. The Faith Dare, because we dare to believe in God over our cir circumstances and situations, yep. and what we think sometimes or feel. Yeah, and last week we were talking about just the foundations of faith and when trials come, and what that does to our faith, and so this week we are moving forward into our relationship with God. Yeah, and, and really, how do you change your mindset a little bit and in her book she says look up mm -hmm. i mean it's this understanding of i'm going to focus on my vertical relationship with him first mm -hmm. and foremost and when i have my vertical relationship done right all the other stuff can fall into place and isn't that what it says in in hebrew or in matthew chapter 6 seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So it's just so important to get this relationship right and your focus right. Because where your focus is, that's where your heart is, that's where your intent is gonna be. So we wanna do that uh, with faith in God. So here in Colossians, I hope you found it, in chapter three, just verses one through three to begin with, this is, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you died to this life, and, you re and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. I like that, your real life. Mm -hmm. Who you really are. Oh, I don't feel any different today. I don't you know, my mindset hasn't changed. Well, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. And you know, you are the one who's going to make your world. You know, I remember going off to college and, 
you know, someone telling me about the college I attended, and that's just a party school and all this stuff, and they all are party schools. Mm -hmm. And I never partied, but, uh, you know, I heard the old adage, it is what you make of it. You know, it could be the best experience or it could be the worst. How are you going to respond in the situation? And I felt, I always say, my college was the Harvard of the West, even though it wasn't <laughs> Harvard, because it was best and right for me. And uh, so, yeah, you know, here, set your uh, life on new sites of the realities of heaven. The realities, that's where a lot of us Christians fail to believe in the realities. Realities have the word real in it, that heaven is real, God is real, and he wants to give heaven on earth to you. Mm -hmm. Well, the more that we live in congruence with who we were created to be, you know, when we were recreated and given our lives to, to God, he made us a new creature, it says. All things have passed away. And so when we live in congruence, that's the most peaceful that we are, you know, mm -hmm. live in congruence with our new created spirit. And to do that, we need to be looking up. We need to keep our eyes mm -hmm. focused on him, as the scripture says. You know, when we go back and live with the world, we have, you know, confusion mm -hmm. and we have just yuck feeling because we're not living congruently with who we were. Right, we'll get real be. agitated and it's really has nothing to do with everything else. It's about your relationship mm -hmm. with him. And again, that's where it says in verse two, think about the things of heaven, not the things of this earth. So what's important? Mm -hmm. What are you going to start valuing and, and where are you going to put your time, energy, effort? Too many of us are on that hamster wheel of life, just trying to spin, spinning our wheels on chasing after the world to give us peace, the world to give us joy, the world and our circumstances to give us life and life more abundantly. But Jesus says that's found in me and the relationship with our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. So let's turn now to that where we really want to get to in John yeah, chapter 4, the Jesus. Samaritan woman at the well and this encounter that they had. Uh, and it was a surprise encounter. Now, the interesting thing is we don't have to be surprised mm -hmm. by our encounter with God. We actually should be encouraging it every day because he already lives on the inside. It's like, knock, knock, I'm, old, I'm here, God. You know, or wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Where are we off to today? What's my assignment? Those kind of things. But this woman didn't know what was right set before her at this point. And so she's coming up out of town, you know, as her daily chores. And that's an interesting thing too, I think. You know, in your daily life, encounter Christ. Let him talk to you in your normal day-to-day -day operations. That makes your life very exciting when you allow him to do that. Mm -hmm. And too many of us just, you know, we'll read our Bible in the morning, put it on the coffee table and check out of listening to him and finding him throughout our day. But if you keep an ear to him and have eyes to see him in your life and where he's pointing, boy, it can be a fun ride each and every day, even if you're having to go through something really hard and in a struggle. Mm -hmm. So this woman is coming up, doing her daily job, doing her Wait chores, and here she comes, and Jesus is sitting by the well all by himself and starts talking to her. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, in verse 7? Yep, verse 7. It you says, want to read? A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. When the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, asked to drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So right away, he got her attention because he's talking to right. her. Right. My, my, the NLT says she was surprised. Yeah. It's like, whoa, he's talking you know, to me. And I think a lot of us are surprised that, first of all, God has interest in you. Amen. You know, she here she was, a woman living in sin, we're going to see. Um, just Not having her best life. Yeah, not having her best life. She was just an ordinary, you know. Mm -hmm. and, trying to get by. And Jesus took notice and was interested in her. You know, God Amen. is interested in you. Jesus is interested in you. Um, and then it says in verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Mm -hmm. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it uh, himself? as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. Now, I think it's important to note here that Jesus didn't start reprimanding her. Amen, that's right. You know, what did he do? He just met her where she was at. And that's the thing. You don't have to wait until you're cleaned up to come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'll wait till I stop this habit or that yeah. habit before I come to Jesus. I'll wait when my kids are older because it's yeah. just a chore to get or to before church. Before I can come to church. No, 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 no. Right. Now is the time. You know, we talked last week, faith is now. Um but Jesus didn't care. Right. Right? He didn't reprimand her for her actions. Right. He's loving her. He's right. talking to her. And, and I like where he says, if you would recognize me for who I am, you'd start asking me <laughs> for this living water, and I would give it to you. That's the cool part. He's not going to disappoint you. Too many of us have a, a thought that he's going to disappoint us, and that's just a lie from the devil that he's going to disappoint. He's going or that to, he's disappointed in you. Right. And it says, well, you know, there in 10, it says that you would ask me and I would give you this living water. And really that is that, that gift that he's talking about. If you knew the gift of God has for you, that is the truth of the salvation found in the good news of Jesus. That's the salvation package. That's the gift. And salvation is more than just getting our ticket to heaven. It's about living your best life now, living in the moment with Him, and again, attaching yourself to His characteristics, His power, His anointing, and His grace to make up the difference in your life. And, and so that's what this encounter is starting to reveal. And I like that it, again, it's to a Samaritan woman who was not somebody the Jews looked at favorably who thought they were less of a person 
than they were. And Jesus is like, nope, I'm going to break that mold right now. I'm talking to a woman. I'm talking to somebody that my culture looks down on because God created all of us. God loves us all and wants to help all of us not just have life, but have an abundant life. Mm -hmm. And that's where he's going in all this. And then, you know, here in, in verse 15, she starts asking questions. And again, that's the key. Jesus, like you said, didn't just come and start demanding and dictating to her. But once she found out there's life and freedom in Christ, and that there's a, this well, this understanding of life in him, she starts asking questions. So in verse 15, it says, Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water and I'll never thirst again. And you won't have to come to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. No, he didn't. wasn't condemning no. her for this. He was just revealing that he knew, you know, and that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I, I knew all along. It's, yeah. It's okay. And I like what he says, that you spoke the truth. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to lie to yourself, when you're trying to lie to God, God's hands are tied mm -hmm. on helping you change your life, helping you have that Jesus encounter that will affect your eternity from this moment forward. And so uh, she was honest with herself, open with the communication with Jesus. And through that, Jesus says, now we can get somewhere. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the another encounter that Jesus had with a woman in sin, the woman who was caught in adultery. Right. You know, and she was going to get stoned. She was brought into the square, and I always wonder where was the guy? Right. He was also in adultery, but. Yeah, that doesn't count, I that guess. That doesn't count. It was just the woman. But anyway, you know, Jesus, he was just riding in the dirt and sitting there, and then what did he say? He said, yep. Those who haven't who has sinned. The, yeah, who yep. hasn't sinned, you can throw the first stone. And, of course, they all left because everyone has sinned. The compassion that he showed towards that woman, and she was left. It was just she and him. And he had the chance to just, you know, now you shouldn't be doing this, and, you know, that's a sin. Mm -hmm. But nope. he didn't. He said, woman, where's your accusers? She said, there's none left. He goes, neither do I. Go and sin no more. He right. had compassion. And so that's what... I want you to understand today um, that God has compassion for each of us. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how many times we mess up and where we feel in our life. When we just come to Him, when we look up, when we um, you know, just come to Him in this relationship with Him, He's going to meet us where we are and take us to the next Amen. level. In him. Amen. And, and again, He always leaves you with a nugget to try to get you to change. And it's your job to change. With the woman in adultery said, go and sin no more. You know, here in John chapter four, you know, he's, we see it a little bit bigger dialogue, but it's still change your life. Mm -hmm. And again, last week we talked about have that live up attitude, focus on the higher things, the heavenly things where God sits, where Jesus is at, 
and engulf your life from there. Today, what we're talking about in this Faith There book is now live a life inside. You got to be changed from the inside out first. That's really key to everything that happens to, to who you are, because you can't change God. You can pray, God, change my circumstances, change my situations. But most of the time, God doesn't do that. He changes you because he can mold you because you're the one that wants to be molded. And so, uh, you know, it's about living in him in our lives each day, you know. But, uh, you know, so th this whole situation is about getting this new attitude, this new life perspective. And it says in uh, Ezekiel, I'm just going to read it really quick. Ezekiel 36, you can take a note in verse 26. It says, and I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. That is key. He's going to give you a new heart. And that's what he's doing with this woman and equipping her. And she's really has to be wanting to change. Mm -hmm. And God believes that he's ready because he prompted Jesus to go to her and help her change a mindset. And in turn, when if you read the rest of John chapter 4, she brings the whole city. So you can have a ripple effect, and that's what we're going to start talking about next time. When that has changed you, there's then a ripple effect to change others and to bring the gospel and good news and the salvation of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And that's what it's all about. So... All right. Until next time, we just encourage you to bring hope home into your life today. Introducing our exciting new membership program for partners of our ministry. Experience the divine word like never before with daily devotions texted directly to your phone every weekday. But that's not all. Engage in captivating live Bible studies, enhancing your faith journey, and bringing you closer to the Holy Word. As part of our spiritual family, you will also get exclusive discounts on all our books and products, enriching your learning and growth as a believer. What's more, by becoming a partner, you're actively helping to spread the gospel around the world as we work specifically to provide resources to Albania. This membership is available to you through your monthly support and partnership of any amount. So why wait? Answer the call and join us on this remarkable spiritual journey. You can find details and get started in our show notes.